You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins opened up a three-game weekend series against the New York Mets. Sandy Alcantara went opposite of Taiwan Walker. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, the Mets beat the Marlins tonight 5-3 in the opening game of this three-game series. For the Marlins, the end of a three-game winning streak, their first loss in four games on this homestand. They'd won six straight here at Lone Depot Park and come up one shy of tying the longest winning streak in this ballpark's 11-season history. Three big swings for the Mets decided this ball game tonight as Taiwan Walker beats Sandy Alcantara, and the Mets improved to 4-1 and one on the year against Miami. In inning number one, Sandy retired the first two men. Brandon Nimmo, a fly ball to center. Starling Marte, a ground ball to short, but with the bases clear and two down, he faced the Mets shortstop, Francisco Lindor. 3-2 pitch to Lindor is in the air, center field, hit it well. Sanchez going back onto the track, and Lindor has hit it out. He just barely got it out of here. Even Pat Holberg, the second base umpire, wasn't sure initially. He finally threw the hand up in the air and swung the finger around. Lindor with his third homer in the last two weekends against the Marlins, his 12th of the year, and New York goes up 1-0 in the first. But the Marlins came right back against Taiwan Walker in the bottom of the inning. John Birdie led off with an infield single, but after a long string of pickoff attempts at first base, Walker finally got him. John Birdie was picked off for the first out in the first inning. Jazz Chisholm followed with a single. Jorge Soler singled to left, putting men at first and third. And with one out, Garrett Cooper stepped to the plate for Miami. Pitch to Cooper is back up the middle and into center field for a fourth straight hit. Chisholm scores. Soler stops at second. Garrett Cooper knocks in his 33rd of the season, and we're tied at one. And at that point, the Marlins had first and second with only one out, but Jesus Aguilar hit in an inning-ending 4-6-3 double play. So 1-1 after one. Sandy got on a roll after Lindor home run. He retired Pete Alonso to end the first inning. He said on the side, 1-2-3 in the second, 1-2-3 in the third, 1-2-3 in the fourth, and he struck out Luis Guillorme to start the fifth inning. So at that point, he'd retired 11 straight and 12 out of 13 out of 14 to start the ball game. But we were tied at one when that streak would end, courtesy of the one-time Marlins farmhand, Mark Canna. 2-2 to Canna is hit well to left field. Going back on it, Soler. He's at the wall, and Mark Canna has given the Mets a 2-1 lead for Canna, his sixth home run of the season. Just the second time all year, Sandy's given up two and a start. Uh, Sandy coming into this game had not allowed a home run in seven-plus starts. Before tonight, the last long ball he'd surrendered was May 11th at Arizona. Alec Thomas, the top D-backs prospect, hit his first home run in the big leagues against Sandy in the third inning. And Sandy had gone 60 and two-thirds innings with allowing a single home run. Gives up two in the first five innings here tonight. He'd allowed four all year. But uh, the Mets hit a couple against him, and the canna shot made it 2-1 in the top of the fifth. But just as they did in the first inning, the Marlins had an answer against Walker and the Mets in the fifth inning. With one out, John Birdie singled. He went to third base on a Jazz Chisholm hit. And Marlins have been at the corners for Jorge Soler. 
The 1-1 is bounced over the mound. It's going to tie the game. Birdie's in from third. Guillaume throws Soler out, but it's 2-2 in the fifth. And Chisholm goes to third. And a productive out for Jorge Soler. Drives in his 33rd of the season. When that inning ended with Garrett Cooper striking out, Jazz Chisholm left the ball game with back spasms. He was replaced at second base by Williams Astudio. So Jazz Chisholm's night was cut short. He went two for three, couple of singles and a run scored. Miguel Rojas was a late scratch from the starting lineup here today with a bone contusion in his right foot. Miggy was hit by a pitch in Houston back on June 11th. Two weeks ago tomorrow, he's been playing in some pain. He's been swinging the bat really well in the meantime, but tonight he couldn't go. So no Jazz, no Miggy at that point, and we went to the sixth inning, tied at two. Sixth inning was a strange inning, one of the most bizarre innings we've seen all season long. With the number nine man leading off against Sandy in a tie game, Tomas Nito had an infield hit to the shortstop. So the Mets had the go-ahead man on. Brandon Nimmo then dropped a bunt down, trying to bunt his way on third base side. Nick Williams charged it and couldn't throw Nimmo out. And so on an infield and a bunt hit, the Mets had two on with nobody out. Starling Marte then hit a ground ball toward the second baseman, Williams Astudio. Astudio was hoping to tag Nimmo and throw to first to double Marte up. Nimmo slammed on the brakes and hit the deck. Astudio had the baseball in his throwing hand. He reached down with his glove and he tagged Nimmo. Second base umpire Pat Hoberg called Nimmo out. Now he didn't tag him with the ball, he tagged him with the glove. That was a mistake by Pat Hoberg. Astudio then threw to first base where Shane Livensbarger called Marte out. And we thought for a split second it might be a double play two outs, man at third, and a 2-2 game sixth inning. But the Mets argued this one. They challenged the out call at first base, which was overturned. They then challenged the out at second, because remember, Astudio had tagged the runner Nimmo with his glove, not with the ball. The second base umpire, Pat Hober, called him out. At the end of the play, after the throw to Aguilar, Astudio frantically was waving at the first baseman. Aguilar, he wanted to throw the ball down to second to Birdie and have Birdie tag the runner Nimmo out because Astudio realized what he had done. But the official ruling we got as eventually the Mets won the challenge and they got the bases loaded. They kept Nimmo at second base even though he'd never reached the base. The word we got from Major League Baseball umpiring supervisor Steve Ripley here at the ballpark tonight was that once Pat Hoberg made the erroneous call on Brandon Nimmo, the Marlins could not make a play on Nimmo. And even though he never got to second base, because he wasn't out between first and second initially, the folks in the command center in New York gave Nimmo second base. So at one point we thought it was going to be man at third, two outs, and said it was the bases loaded with nobody out. What a turn of events. It was crazy. And with the bases full and none out, upstep the shortstop Francisco Lindor the 3-1 and Lindor hits one in the air right center way back Sanchez onto the track can't get it it's off the wall Nito scores Nimmo's coming home Marte's right on his heels the throw home not in time a three-run double for Lindor and the Mets go up five to two and on one pitch Sandy allows more runs more earned runs than he has in any complete start since May 1st. He gave up five against the Mariners on May 1st. Gave up three on that one swing. And the Mets had, just like that, a 5-2 lead. Now, Sandy came back with a man at second and nobody out. 
and retired three in a row. Alonzo and a ground ball to third. Guillaume line drive to left, and Canna a bouncer to second. So Sandy was through six innings, but he was on the wrong end of a 5-2 score. Marlins went down 1-2-3 against Walker in their half of the sixth. In the seventh, Sandy retired the side, allowed a one-out hit to Dom Smith, but got a double play ball. And Sandy would be done after seven in this one. It's his eighth straight start, going at least seven innings. Longest streak by any major league pitcher since Jacob deGrom went eight straight back in 2019. But he was done after 96 pitches, 67 strikes. Seven innings, six hits, five runs, four earned. Didn't walk anybody, struck out four. Allowed the two two two-strike solo homers. Sandy's ERA tonight went from 1.72 coming in to 1.95 going out. That 5-2 Mets lead into the bottom of the seventh was, uh, it seemed to be formidable with Taiwan Walker pitching the way he had, but he let a leadoff hit to Jacob Stallings in the seventh, and Buck Showalter went right to the bullpen for Drew Smith. Smith, though, promptly walked the first two batters he faced. He couldn't find the strike zone. He walked Luke Williams. He walked John Birdie. So now the Marlins down by 3-5-2 at the bases loaded. Nobody out in the seventh inning. Smith came back. He struck out Williams Astudio. Astudio had struck out one time in 33 plate appearances. Remember, he was only in the game because Birdie had left with back, or Chisholm rather, left with back spasms. So Astudio batting in the Chisholm spot struck out for the first out. Jorge Soler then struck out for the second out. And the right-hander... Smith had a chance to escape the inning, but he wasn't out of the woods yet going after Garrett Cooper. 3-0 pitch, way up high, ball four. So Smith has walked in a run, it's 5-3. And at that point, Buck Showalter pulled him from the game, brought Adam Adovino on. Adovino got Jesus Aguilar to fly to center, and the Marlins left the bases loaded in that seventh inning. They got one, they pulled within 5-3, but unfortunately... That's as close as they would get tonight. Taiwan Walker, six innings plus, eight hits, three runs all earned. Walked two, struck out five through 99 pitches, 66 strikes. From that point, Adovino got the final out in the seventh, set down the side in the eighth. Marlins put Jesus Sanchez on with a one-out single. Had the tying man up there, but Jacob Stallings hit an inning-ending 4-6-3 double play. And despite Dylan Floro and Jimmy Yacobonis both throwing a perfect inning in relief, Bullpen did its job. Yacobonis struck out all three men he faced. Marlins were still down 5-3 as they batted in the last of the ninth against Edwin Diaz, one of the elite closers in the game in search of his 15th save. Luke Williams began the inning with a single. Williams tonight went two for three, two singles and a walk. John Birdie then reached on the fielder's choice. Williams erased second base four to six. Birdie... Then tried to steal second. He was initially called safe by Pat Hoberg. The Mets challenged the call, and it was overturned. Marlins had a bad night in terms of replay reviews in this one tonight. So for Birdie, just his second caught stealing the season, he had swiped 21 consecutive bases, the longest stolen base success streak in Marlins franchise history. And when Birdie was erased, that also ended the Marlins run of 16 straight games with at least one stolen base. Longest in club history. Longest by any major league team since 2009. Astudillo followed with a single, extending the game, but with two outs. And Astudillo at first. Jorge Soler represented the tying run, and he hit into a 6-4 fielder's choice. Astudillo was a race at second base. And that's how this one ends tonight. Diaz allowed a couple of hits in the ninth inning, but no runs. And the Mets hang on to win this one 5-3. For New York, five runs, six hits, no errors, one left.
for the Marlins. Three runs, 11 hits in an error. They left nine on base. Taiwan Walker, the winning pitcher, he's 6-2. Sandy Alcantara takes the loss for the first time since May 6th in San Diego. He's 7-3. Time of the ballgame was three hours, three minutes. The Mets with the victory are 46-26. and 26. Again, 20 games over 500. They've peaked at 21 over this year. They improved to 22-16 and 16 on the road. As for the Marlins, they fall to 32-37, and 37, now 18-15 and 15 here at Lone Depot Park. So the Marlins' three-game winning streak ends. Their six-game home winning streak ends. Sandy Alcantara's run of unbeaten starts going back to May 6th comes to an end here today. His run of starts allowing two earned runs or fewer comes to an end today. The birdie stolen base streak ends at 21 in a row. The Marlins' team stolen base streak ends at 16 in a row. It was a bad night for streaks as the Mets beat Miami 5-3. Well, the Mets upend Alcantara and the Marlins last night. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the loss. Donnie, that sixth inning, a couple of overturned calls that obviously not only changed the complexion of the inning, but impacts Sandy as well. What was the explanation that was given to you on that sixth inning? Just on par air. And once that, once that happens with replay, it kills it, and they place the runners. So it's like, yeah, once once they say they messed up that call, I guess they're, they're saying it's dead. Right, the play's dead, and they place the runners. So, Is, is there any frustrating aspect to, the, aspect to that in the sense that, you know, Nimmo was 20 feet off the base. He's, he's on his back. Is, is there any frustrating aspect in the sense that it's, it's almost making a judgment call on what could have happened, or, or, or did you feel like it, it was the right call? No, I think, you know, obviously it's something that, yeah, when he calls him out, if it was my runner, I'm going to say he stopped because he called him out, right? And, and really, I think it's just a replay rule. It's more than anything. It's just how they had to it's – a, it's a byproduct of replay. Once – they say they messed that up. He was safe, right? He didn't tag him. Then, you know, then they're they're putting the runner where they, they think he should be. Sandy, even on a night where maybe he doesn't have his sharpest stuff, still manages to go seven innings. You know, doesn't walk a hitter. How, how do you think? I thought he was. I thought his stuff was yeah. good, honestly. Um, you know, they missed the strike three, the check swing on Lindor, so he really doesn't give one up there. He just misses a spot with with Kana or however you say it, Kana. Um, Kana. And, you know, it looked like they were trying to go down the way, and they and he leaked one back to, towards him in a count that I think got back to 2-2, had him 0-2, uh, gets back to 2-2, tried to go down the way and just leaked it across and, and gives up a homer. Um, you know, and then in that inning, really, but what I mean, we have a couple of plays that you know we got a chance to make and we don't make, and you know, really just kind of one pitch still in door, and it kind of hurt us all day. Updates on Jazz and Miggy. <clears throat> well, Miggy, not a lot more to update other than you know what they said before the game, right? You know, he we knew he'd been dealing with that foot. Uh, and kind of, a, I don't know if they're calling it a bone contusion, bone bruise, whatever they call it. Uh, and it's probably going to be something he's going to have to play with, you know. But today he was one of those days that he didn't feel like he could go. So, 
you know, I, I know McGee plays with everything, and when he says he can't go, then I know he can't go. Um, and then Jazz just back spasms. Um, hopefully, hopefully we got him out of there in time to get some treatment and you know get medication started and things like that. Was it on like a swing or? Sounds like it's something that he's been feeling a little bit and just creeping on him, and then he felt it on. I don't know if it was one of the swings uh, tonight. I think second at bat he said, and it just. It changed. It went from, you know, something he was dealing with to, like, really tight. You could see him kind of um, just moving around all night, you know, early on. So, yeah. I would say just earlier, we were discussing just the infielders having to kind of be out there every day. Can't really get much hurt. Just where does that kind of leave you guys in the next few days, especially? Well, we'll see. Hopefully we got Jazz out in time. Um, and, and, Miggy felt like with the day he'd be able to get back out there, uh, got treatment, you know, throughout the day. Um, but we'll see, you know, we'll see. Like, again, we've been pushing, you know, Bert looked like he had felt something funny on that slide. Um, so, yeah, we've been pushing, but we'll see where we're at tomorrow. Bases loaded, no outs in the seven. Tough to only get one there. Yeah, that one hurt, that one hurt us a little bit. Um, you know, after they get to, we kind of answered all day. They get the one, we get the one, they get one, we get one. Uh, they get the three, we don't get none that inning, but we get that inning. The next inning, we got the bases loaded there. And, and to only get one, it's a little bit of a, you know, hurt, you know, just momentum. You, you'd like to at least get two because you still got, you still got to get another one. And, you know, they got Eddie over there. So you're, it's going to be tough to get one in the ninth. Uh, you're hoping to get somebody in there, but. You know, the closer you get it, obviously, the better. It would be nice to find a gap there or something, but just weren't able to do it. Just a birdie trying to steal one tonight. <coughs> Did you not do that since the time runs up? Yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, miss, you know I, I felt like that we had the hold on, but didn't get, didn't get there, right? So that's, you know, it always comes back to, to me at the end of the day. So, again, it's... Communication from the standpoint that we thought we had the hold on there was, you know, again in, in my mind, there's no reason to, there's no benefit to stealing that base, too many, not, not worth it. Okay, that was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins 5-3 loss to the Mets last night. Before we hear from Sandy Alcantara, let's step aside for a quick commercial break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Sandy Alcantara after the Marlins lost last night. Sandy, Donnie thought your stuff was sharp, you know, seven innings, working deep into the ball game, no walks. How would you evaluate this one for you today? Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you, God, for keeping me hooked in the game. 
I mean, I think uh, today was my, my best outing today, you know what I mean? But uh, I was able to compete today, you know, and they got me. How challenging was that sixth inning in particular? You know, you think maybe you turn two there, it ends up going to a bases loaded situation. You know, what was the biggest challenge of kind of having to adjust in that sixth inning to the circumstances? I mean, I don't know what happened in that inning, you know what I mean? Um, the umpire ca called the play out, you know, then they, they challenge, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know what happened, you know, but after that, you know, just try to, to make my best pitch, you know, and I think um, Lindor, Lindor got me tonight, you know, I think um, he, he's aggressive tonight, he was aggressive tonight, you know, and I want to give some credit to him. Were you surprised the two homers that they hit off of you, they're pretty up in the zone, high velocity, I think they were two of the fastest pitches you've thrown that have been hit for homers in your career? I mean, you know, Josh, I was able to throw my best pitch, you know, I think um, he, I miss a little bit like up in the sun, you know, I think uh, that there is a he spot to hit the ball, you know, and he see the ball, you know, and he hit the ball hard, I mean, and like I said, just lose the fight tonight. Uh, with Lindor specifically, what makes him such a tough hitter to face? Huh? What makes Lindor such a tough hitter to face? I mean, I don't know. I think uh, he's hot right now. You know, what I mean, uh, it's not just him. I think it's uh, a couple guys hot right now in the league. You know, but like I said, you know, I lost my fight tonight. You know, and I gotta keep positive. You know, prepare myself for for get my next one. And just the challenges of facing the same team back to back starts less than a week apart. That's What's the challenge of especially a lineup like that. That's not too good for you. You know, because I mean, they they make a real like quick adjustment to you. You know, I think. Um, I faced the mess last time and tonight again. You know, I think uh, they make a real good uh, adjustment for me tonight. What, what do you think that adjustment was? What were they doing differently? Maybe? You, you know, ready for my pitches. You know, ready for my two seam, my my slider, and my changer tonight. All right, so that was Sandy Alcantara after the Marlins lost to the Mets last night. Miami now 32 and 37. The Mets are back to 20 over at 46 and 26. Game two of this series comes your way at 410 this afternoon when Trevor Rogers opposes the right-hander Chris Bassett. We'll hit the air at 340 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.